0: hi this is bernan davis from bedrock games and the bedrock blog and i'm here with adam balderstone and we're on our penultimate episode of return of condor heroes series 2006 we're talking about episodes 37 through 39 and i believe there's only two more episodes after that so we have two more episodes to discuss i'm guessing this wednesday most likely and yeah uh, and and so we're, we're coming to the end of it um and uh, just to give people an overview of the basic plot beats, I'll probably forget something. But uh, in this, in in the, these three episodes, Yang gives three gifts uh, to Guo Zhang for her birthday. Uh, I believe it's the destruction of the Mongolian forces that are stationed in those two locations. Uh, De Erba in a box, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, um, and then he arrives in like a big display of fireworks. I think the fireworks might even be the munitions from um, the Mongolian fort but I'm not sure uh, in, in, in I think the first or second episode Huadu uh, is killed uh, De Erba leaves uh, Jin Loon because he makes a vow to Yangor to leave the central plains and Jin Loon reaches the tenth level of his dragon elephant movement technique but he has no disciples left to pass on his kung fu to uh, and so uh, Guajang goes looking for Yangor after he departs with um, Huang Yaoshi all of a sudden and while she's out looking for him, Jin Lun abducts her and he's kind of impressed by her abilities and her personality, so he tries to make her his disciple. Uh Yangua also, while he uh, you know, he sort of he finds out there's no uh, divine nun because he, he has tea with Huang Yaoshi and the truth is sort of revealed to him. And it's kind of juxtaposed in a scene uh you know where Huang Rong was explaining to Guo Zhang what happened and she admits that she made it all up and he uh uh he he ends up going on a little journey of his own and he goes to his father's uh gravesite at Iron Spear Temple where uh Kjenna is going to fight with the former mercenaries of the of the Jin prince and he learns the truth about his father and he kind of you know has a it's like a really big moment in the story, and he erects a new tablet for him. And then uh, we discover that Jialongnu might actually be at the bottom of, of Heartbreak Cliff, uh, but Yangguo does not discover this in time, and he leaps off the cliff. Uh, and the 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 episode the last episode ends on a cliffhanger, literally yeah, with really. uh, with, uh, <laughs> with Guo Zhang leaping after him and Lun trying to stop her and only grabbing her shoe, and then everybody arrives and they basically see Jin Loon with her shoe and think that he threw her off the cliff or at least Ju Batong jumps to that. Conclusion. Like so. Um, yeah. so yeah, leave so I'll oh, go ahead.
1: Let's say leave it to him to jump to a rash conclusion, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> which actually isn't that rash really.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 probably, a huge villain. it's a pretty sensible thing to conclude. Um, <laughs> uh what did you think of these episodes?
1: These are really, really enjoyable episodes. I mean, it it just feels like things are building. I mean, the whole the whole juxtaposition of the birthday celebration, you know, with all the gifts arriving, with the, you know, resolution of, you know, who's gonna be the head of the beggar clan at all and the you know, and uh does uh you know, trickery being revealed and everything. It was that was just uh, just a lot of fun. I was just really enjoying all of that a lot, and uh, and it, it's you know and it's a you know uh, Guo Fu. It's like her uh, her her feeling the whole time. This is all like she's kind of got that look in her eye. Like this is all some trick that that uh, that Yang Guo is yeah. using to, to take over the Beggar Clan. It's like then it, then it's because was like no no no. You know, I think I think he's the perfect guy. He's an old friend of mine. So that all all uh, comes out in a nice way, but yeah, I, and uh, I mean it's it, it, you know I mean there's it, it's interesting because there's a lot of like kind of happy nice stuff in these episodes juxtaposed with the tra- ju- juxtaposed with the tragedy of Yang Gao finding out you know the truth that he's you know kind of been tricked 16 years ago yeah. and. Uh, Though he's quite um, more
0: measured, I would say. He sort of seems to have mellowed yes. with age. Uh, like he does not just leap to the worst possible, you know, in any. Uh, but uh, but the whole thing with Huadu Hw- was, was interesting. I, I don't know if it was as clear in this version as it is in the book, but he's basically been pretending to be a mediocre beggar for like many, many years now, like 10 years or something, uh, because he, he, he fled... And and left Jin Loon behind, and he and he doesn't want wow. Jin Luna or to Herba to kill him. So,
1: I and, I wasn't clear on that. I thought when he showed up, I thought I thought he took on another beggar's identity when he when he showed up, like early like a, an episode or two ago I, or whatever. I so. could be misremembering. That's that's what it's. No, to no, be I'm not be. disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that I that was my interpretation. But it was it was a little murky. So I, I'm, I'm quite willing to believe I got it wrong.
0: Well, and it's I mean, again, I'm going by memory from the book, but what I recall was he had been in hiding in the, in the, in the beggar group. He was planning to do yeah. this for some time. And, that's interesting. And, and so that's why he had the staff in why the beggar stick was in the staff because he was going to pretend to, to, to kill Huadu and, ta- and, and reclaim the staff. And, and, you know, and he's um. Hwadu. So, Because remember, those are the two things he said you need to do to be that was when uh, Yellow Chi uh, wins the contest and becomes the the leader. He challenges him and is like, well, do you have the dog beating stick? Uh, Have you have you gotten revenge against Kwadu for killing our master? Then you cannot be the the leader. And so it's clear what his next move is going to be. Um, yeah
1: now i like the whole uh I, I i like that that whole trickery there because yeah i figure i did figure that was his next move and i, I like that from the standpoint that not only did he kind of win it on a martial kind of way there you know by doing doing well in the fight against him and, and say that, then he, he does he, i mean he could have tried to claim it then but he's like oh but we've still got to deal with this other stuff so he was make he was kind of like elevating himself above even being the winner of the tournament you yeah know, but uh it was, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was, uh, good stuff. Definitely.
0: And then, and, uh, uh, and then when they bring, uh, Deerba Erba in the box, that's my favorite moment, I think, <laughs> you know, because you know, he, he's, he's just, just a look on his face. And then, and then when he, uh, I think they tell him that that's cause, cause what is was kind of disguised and they tell him that that's Wadu and he runs up and just tries to destroy him and yeah. he ends up killing him. Um, but, uh, it's a, wasn't, it,
1: wasn't it Huang Yaoshi that killed
0: Yeah, him? he uh yeah, you're right. You're right. Huang Yaoshi uh I think used his finger flick ability or something. Yeah. Um you were correct. But uh and and also we get the return of Huang Yaoshi. We get, you know, yeah, Huang Yaoshi okay. showing up and it's kind of cool that he's been like lingering in the shadows because he heard a rumor and he was a little concerned about his family and so, uh, yeah. you know, and then and then so when when Yang returns, they have a reunion. And in the book, it's it's a little bit more funny because what happens is it's like all this stuff happens and then within moments, him and Wang Yaoshi run off together and they basically say, you know, we've always been very fickle, you know, we cannot be, you know, you cannot contain us. Like they just, I forget what they say exactly, but it's just kind of like, you know, we,
1: we need to roam. And yeah, and, uh,
0: but but we also learn that Guajang's nickname is Little Heretic. Um, uh,
1: yeah, I like that. I liked his reaction. It's funny because, you know, I'm watching the... Uh the uh, Legend of Condor Heroes series at the moment. And there's a, there's a scene in that, which I don't know if it's in the book, but uh, when, uh, when Hong Chi Gong is training Huang Rong early on, uh, they, you know, there's a part where he kind of refers to her father as the the, the Eastern heretic. Yeah. And, you know, and she's, and she's like, I don't like that nickname. And he said, and, you know, Hong's like, well, you know what? Your father really likes that nickname. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so, with when, when that little thing of him being excited about, you know, his granddaughter being a little heretic, I was like, "Yeah, I just, uh, you know, it's it's funny you kind of watching these in parallel because these things will kind of bounce off each other."
0: Yeah, there was, yeah, that's uh, um, yeah, he, yeah, the, he uh, it, it's 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 interesting. Again, I, we kind of talked about this before, but like how the characters sort of inherit these different traits from 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 the parents or the grandparents. And so she's clearly, she's got a little element of her grandfather. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like he's very careful to kind of, you know, uh, sort of do it, it. It makes them feel believable because you always see that in real life. Like I have, I have a niece who is like behaviorally, like the spitting image of her mother. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like she's just like my sister and, and, yeah. and you know and, and it's like, you know, it's, it, you see that in, in, in the real world, you know? Uh, and so, you know, I feel like there's a lot of uh, a lot of effort was put in to get those details right for these characters, um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, what else happens after that? Oh, she she also learns that her sister is to blame for all of the bad things that happened to Yangua because Huang yeah. Rong sits her down, and this is kind of cool because it's a scene that gets juxtaposed with all the other stuff. So it's like, uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know. But but she explains to her that uh you know, that Guafu cut off Yangua's arm and did all this, you know, poison them and, and and all these things. And uh and it and it's interesting that Guafu is still just kinda like her jealousy just keeps rising and rising the more the more praise Yangua gets when he returns.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like the uh I, I like the way the show will will often uh have things that seem really good kind of turn on a dime to an extent you know like you know the, the reunion between uh yang gao and, and huang yaoshi it's like i, I really i literally like the friendship they formed earlier in the series it's like having them together it's like oh cool they're gonna hang out together and they go off and they're drinking and you know and, and then then you know as it's jumping back and forth with the discussion of huang Wong, i'm like oh Oh, that's where this scene is going. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like it's, you know, it just seems like it's a really, you know, nice, friendly thing, you know, kind of thing, chance for two characters to get together. But it just, uh, no, it's going to be a dark, dark revelation. And, and Yangor uh,
0: takes off after that. He learns that the Divine Nun doesn't exist. And Ma uh, Yaoshi's yeah. kind of surprised, like, hey, maybe she does. I just might not have heard of her because he doesn't know the, yeah, the backstory. Know. And, and so it's funny to see his reaction against Yangor's. Um, but then we get to that scene where, where number one, uh, uh, Guozhang goes off to look for Yangor. Um, and then yeah. Jin loon is training by the shore, and he he reaches the tenth level of his dragon elephant movement technique and This is something that you, you hear this they talk in terms of clearly distinct levels in in, yeah. in these movies and again it's one of these things that really keys well if you 're a role player to games like it's, <laughs> it's just you, know, you you can you know, it means something. And so it's, it's interesting that it's, 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 it's expressed in those terms and it's, and it's, and it's not something like, um, it's not derived from, from video games or from role-playing games. It's how it's thought of because these books were written in the fifties. Do you know what I mean? This is, this is not, um, uh, uh, it's not a, uh, It's it's
1: not game fiction. It's not a, it's not a forgotten realms novel where they have to make it, make it fit the rules no exactly <laughs> but but
0: like i think i think you 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 encounter that uh you know your your first time and it sounds a little bit odd because you're not you're not used to uh you're not used to things being spoken of in levels but it's like a it's like a level yeah. of cultivation um but he he basically reaches this enormous level of power and that's when De erba is like well you know because he tells De erba we got to go kill you know yango now and was like no i can't i gotta go I, I promised yango that i would leave and i'm gonna go leave <laughs> and and so uh Jin Loon basically just screams scram which in fairness that's actually pretty merciful
1: from Jin Loon's yeah. Point of yeah it could have been was, much I, worse i was waiting for him to smite him or something yeah. so i was like "Whew, that's good
0: <laughs> but this begins an important part of Jin Loon's story where he is now this great master who has no disciples and he he's, he can't transmit his kung fu to the next generation and it's 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 sort of the thing that ends up humanizing him it's a change there there were like three editions of the story and i think they they I, when i when i read return of condor heroes they had the three different versions at different points, like not, not all the way through. You didn't get, you didn't get everything from all the three editions, but at key points, they would show you how something ended in the third edition versus the second or something. And Mm -hmm. Jin Loon's story plays out a little bit differently in the uh, third edition. Um, But I think it all kind of works. I I really like what they, I I think it's a revision that adds to the story. Um, But But yeah, so I don't know, you know, and then obviously Jin Loon kidnaps uh, uh, Guo Zhang and and she tries to escape, and she, you know, every everywhere she goes, he's he's doing this thing where he's sleeping on the ground or hanging from a tree, <laughs> and and he he he's. He, he, he ends up killing big-headed ghost and long-bearded ghost, and this really was, upsets her. Oh, go ahead. That was,
1: that was a particularly brutal scene for this show, too. It's like, you know, a lot, a lot of the violence in the show is uh, not that heavy, but, you know, people's heads getting ripped off. Yeah. and It was uh, it was, I, it was definitely pretty dark.
0: I think it's really important because he wants to remind the reader how bad Jin Loon is before he goes yeah. down this road. Yeah. Um, because it's easy to forget. Cause like we've had, it's been so long since he did something really terrible that, and, and a lot of the stuff he did that was terrible was sort of on the line, you know, it wasn't, but now he fully crosses like Guajang can't overlook these two killings there. Yeah.
1: Well, he's, he's been, he's been someone on the other side to an extent. So I mean, yeah, he has been on kind of villainous but it's like he he, you know i mean it's a war he's been doing things for his side uh, but yeah this was just him being horrible
0: i feel like he's had very villainous goals but we've never seen him really achieve any of them yet so like yeah (laughs) so we know what he wants to do but until you see him cross the line i think the closest he got to was who was it he tricked nemo jung to 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 cut off his legs or something. Oh but,
1: yeah, um, oh yeah. You know the, to uh, smash them with a rock, even. Yeah. Uh.
0: So you know, there, I, I think um, I, I think that he is. You know, that th- this was just they just want to sort of establish. Okay, this is a really bad guy. Before we get into sort of the humanizing elements going on with him, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know, they don't, this isn't fully redeeming him, but it's just interesting. He's we see that he. He actually warms up to Go He starts kind of uh like like we've seen how he treats people. He's he's treating her fairly nicely once he, you know, like like he he he's overlooking a lot of, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, back talk and stuff like that at him. Um
1: that's yeah, it's it's uh I mean, it's, it's interesting, too, that this would become, you know, the, the having a disciple thing takes over, because it's like, if I recall, he's not even Mongolian, he's he's Tibetan, if yeah, I he's recall, Tibetan. and he's, he's just basically kind of linked up with the Mongols, just as like, you know, for his own personal power, he wants to be the number one warrior guy amongst them, and so... It's not it's not completely contradictory for him to suddenly just make his priority being I want to have a big disciple. You know I, that's more important to me than this whole war because it, it was never really his fight to begin with.
0: Well, and also, I mean, he's it's a big deal that he's achieved. He, he's you know he, he points out like this mm-hmm. is like most people go crazy when they get to this level of ability with this technique. You know he he's he, he's he, it's it's important for other reasons for him to transmit this to somebody and. You know, and he, and we find out even if Deerba had remained with him, he wouldn't have been able to probably get to this level. No, and so the reason, <laughs> no I can't see
1: that. Yeah, yeah,
0: the reason that he wants her to be his disciple is he sees in her, he know, he recognizes that she has tremendous capabilities. And so that's why he's so insistent on it. Um, but it, it's, it's I don't know, it's, it's a very interesting because when they get, eventually what she does is she convinces him, oh, well, if you, you know, if you if you're really so powerful, you want me to be your disciple? You know you can't even beat Yangor. You need to go and have a duel with Yangor, and like basically, then I'll maybe consider it. And and he uh and he agrees to take her to Heartbreak Cliff, where she knows Yangor is going to be for the anniversary of Zhao News' departure. And and you look you did I get something off there or no oh no, okay. No. Um, and, and, and when they get there, Yang Guo has leaped in, she leaps after him, and Jin Lun leaps for her and grabs her shoe. And he's got this look of distress on his face, like a genuine look of like, oh my god, you know, you know, uh, Guo Zhang's going to die. So it's, uh, we, we haven't ever seen Jin Lun express that kind of emotion before, I think. I don't think, I don't yeah. think we've ever seen him express any concern for another character except for Guo Zhang when she was a baby. I think there's one point where he catches her. I don't even know if it's in the show, but there was a point when there was that big fight, and I think he, I think he catches her in one of the, um, uh, in one of the exchanges. Um, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't
0: recall that.
1: I mean, it may have been in the show. I just, I, it's just a I, long way back in the series at this point.
0: I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I seem to remember that there was something like that in in, in the book at least. But but this is like the first time we've really ever seen him like express any amount of empathy or, or concern or or you know i mean he's he's usually perfectly content to just like let people die because it will weed out all of his enemies and you know yeah um you know this like yeah. like if it were any other person his mental process would be oh this 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 girl might become a great hero i should let her fall off the cliff so she doesn't threaten me one day do you know what i mean like that's yeah. how he normally operates <laughs> So,
1: yeah, let's uh, it's 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 the jang's uh, her, her superpowers She just people like her. That's...
0: <laughs> well, and I think in I think in Jin Loon's case, it's also the combination of what's going on with him and his need to to oh, it is. martial arts. Because yeah. um, I, I think I, agree. I think she could have been the most charismatic person in the world, and it wouldn't have mattered if he didn't sense that latent kung fu ability. Um, mm-hmm but uh but i guess the other the other uh uh thing that i sort of noticed this time around was when she's going around asking everybody have you seen yangor have you seen yangor and she bumps into jin Lun. it's like a mirror of Zhao long nu when she was doing that the first time uh, yes. And they even end up in a much. similar type of situation where like somebody who's got ill intent capitalizes on their innocence and you know tries to exploit it. And in this case it's Jin Loon.
1: Yeah, I I, I noticed the parallel there completely. And uh but the but... I guess the
0: other thing is the um uh, the whole thing at Iron Spear Temple, where Yangor goes to find his father's uh, his father's grave site, and Kijenne is there, and he is, um, uh, you know, he's got this fight with the with the old mercenaries, who have, you know are all shattered mm. together and you know uh, di- uh, disabled. But uh, but uh, Kijenne is this really stern character who just will not give an inch for anybody. And, and it's and it's an interesting exchange because the, the whole book and the whole story Yanguo has been asking everybody about his father and the best response he ever gets from people is something like I'll explain it tomorrow like you know <laughs> my dad went on a, you know he took he took a wrong path I'll explain it to you later like, like nobody ever gives him a clear sense of, of of what his father what his father did and so he's built up this image of his father as not being this bad person and so that's the thing that is always propelled Yangor to do bad things is the, is is the failure to understand that his father was a bad person, and then he would inherit grudges and you know to, and, and and take them out on people that don't deserve it, and so yeah. so. Uh Kei basically is like, Look, I don't care. I don't care who you are, Yangua. Your dad was a bad guy and I'm gonna tell you why and he lists off like all the things that his father did, you know, that he he, he he refused to when he when he found out who his parents were, he couldn't give up the luxury of being a Jin prince, so he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't get revenge for his parents, that he, he 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 deceived the beggars to take over and serve the Jin, and he fought against Huang Rong and, and Guajing Jing and, and and he killed five of the seven freaks. And Mm -hmm. and, and, in a really horrific attack. So, uh, and, and, Yang finally understands. He finally is like, okay, like I've been, I've been, uh, I've been directing my anger at innocent people that don't deserve it. And, and he ends up, uh, erecting a new tablet that says, uh, you know, uh, Yang Kong, uh, you know, erected by. His, his unfilial son Yangor, or something to that effect and uh, it's a really good tablet because the original tablet was put there by uh, Tui Chuji and I think it's I think it said something like the unfilial disciple or I don't even I think in the show it might not have even actually said what the tablet said but it was some kind of uh, it, it, the original tablet expressed Tui Chuji's disappointment at Yangor because Yangor was his student Oh, yeah, Yang, yeah. Kang. Yang Kang was his student.
1: Yang Kang was his student. Yeah, that's right. But uh, Yeah, and, uh, is, this, is this the first time the uh, the flying bat's shown up in uh, in this series? I don't recall. No, we've did. seen
0: him before. We saw him I, at the very beginning, I think. And Because I, I know he had a battle with Huang Yaoshi at one point. Though maybe it wasn't in this series. I don't know. And I, I feel like we've seen him before. I feel like he's been around. We right? may have.
1: Yeah, I was just wondering because it, it seemed uh, the way he was introduced, uh, you know, it, it was he was introduced in a way as if we'd seen him before in this series, but I, I couldn't specifically remember. Yeah, I, I knew who the character was from, you know, other other movies and shows, but uh, I just uh, I was like, huh, I don't I don't remember this actor as the guy.
0: No, yeah, he he he's uh, um he's an interesting character, and I lo- I love that his <laughs> like his no BS approach is the thing that kind of like. You know, find it. It sort of uh, concludes Yang uh sort of internal conflict over his
1: father. And yeah, yeah, I I, I like that. I like to be. I mean, it's it's almost thing that's been unresolved so long. I kind of forgot it wasn't resolved. It's like, oh, we're finally getting this closure here on that.
0: And it, yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. It was, and I, and I like the tablet because on the one hand. You know, it looks like he's saying, well, I've been an unfilial son because I haven't been tending to the grave site. But on mm-hmm. the other hand, he's kind of saying I'm an unfilial son because I'm not following in the footsteps of Yang Kong. So there's like a, yeah. there seems to be like a double meaning to it. Um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so it's, you know, it, and, and it's also, it's just nice kind of going back to Iron Spear Temple and just sort of the, uh, the sort of full circle. Uh, you know, experience of it because all the people that are there were present except for Yango of course. Uh, you know, uh, during the events, um, so so yeah, so I don't know. Was there what else did we did we miss here? Did we were there any big developments that we didn't talk about that we should uh that we should go over?
1: Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, it's it's just a lot that went on. I think. Uh, oh, it's just the whole. Uh, we have the whole visit with uh, Zhao Batong and the Divine oh. Mathematician and uh, Reverend Yi Dang. Yeah, uh, what did you think
0: of that? So, so uh, Huang Rong, Lu, Lu Shuang, and Cheng Ying, because when uh, when 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 uh, when uh, Ke Jene has that meeting at, at iron spear temple because he, he basically loses a fight and he says, okay, I'm willing to die, but give me a day because I need to get Mm -hmm. a message and I'll bring you like a, uh, a nine flower jade pill. Uh, you know, uh, so he, he, uh, he goes to Lu Shuang and Cheng Ying and they're the ones who bring the news, uh, to, uh, uh, um, to, I think Gua Jing and, and then, yeah. And then, uh, Huang Ron ends up going with the two of them to, to re- recover, uh, uh, Guazhang. And so they're, they're, they're out, they're roaming and they see the Jade Bees and this leads them to a homestead where they find Reverend Dang, Lu Ying, and, um, Zhu Batong all kind of living in the same area. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's, I don't know. It's, it's like a nice sort of like they, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a very interesting, it's a, it, it feels like they kind of got like a, uh like like really nice golden years as characters
1: <laughs> yeah did it, it was uh, like there was a lot you know between that and like the whole birthday party things there was just it was you know in comparison to the kind of more tragic things that happened in this there's just this really it was like extreme despair on Yango's part versus just a lot of characters getting nice endings at this point point. and uh yeah I was it was. It, it it worked for me. I mean, you know, obviously these characters have a lot of, a lot of bad feeling in the past between some of them, yeah. but uh, it was, it was just kind of nice to see it all kind of come together at the end.
0: Well, it's nice. Like Lu Ying, it's nice to see her get some amount of happiness. Cause she's, she's one of these characters yeah. that's through a lot. And, 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 you know, like her baby was killed with an iron palm technique and all, you know, and, and, uh, and it's also interesting to see Zhu Batong, having a married life like he you know, he's, been <laughs> this, he's been this roaming bachelor forever and yeah. uh, and now he's now he's a, like a little bit you know under her control almost like he's got you know he, she's kind of she he's still a Zhu but like he, he, he there's a there's a little difference in his uh in his behavior now and and yeah. and reverend yidang is just reverend yidang he's he's a he's always like a a very <laughs> welcoming character to encounter um and so and but but what's clever here, I think, is he's, he's become a beekeeper. And, and when he's talking about his bees to Huang Rong, he's like, oh, yeah, my bees are great. They got, they got uh, writing on their wings. And she's like, what are you talking about, writing on the wings? And he shows her the bees, and there are they're, they, they're all these uh, little characters on them. And it says, like at uh, like, bottomless valley uh you know at pat like like it's it's not clear what it means and then eventually Huang Rong puts it together and says like oh I am at the bottom of Passionless Valley and yeah. and uh and and then she realizes oh this might be Zhao Long Nu uh uh using her bees to to send messages so it's a really cool thing number one it's cool that like they've like Shubatong's had these bees for years. And he, just, he just thought it was interesting that they had writing on them, but he never really explored what the writing meant.
1: Those letters. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. That's uh, But it, it's believable, definitely believable with that character. It's, uh, anything, anything that's not immediately of interest to him just kind of goes past him. And, uh,
0: and Huang Rong puts it together, and then so and this, also it's this thing that allows everybody to converge at, you know, again a lot of these a lot of what goes on in the story is everybody <laughs> needs to be in the right place, the, the right, right place, <laughs> and, and so it's the thing that gets all the characters to Heartbreak Cliff, or all the characters that are important at this moment to Heartbreak Cliff. And and so we have this this reunion of all these people, and uh, and 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 again it, it ends at a you know we're on episode we we finished what episode thirty nine so we end when Yanguo jumps in, and there's a little scene where Yanguo is chasing the sun on the final day like he he uh, he's there at the appointed time and he's waiting and then as the sun is going down he kind of starts chasing it uh, to, to extend the daylight and and yeah. then he, he becomes despondent and he, he leaps into the into the cliff and 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 guajang leaps after him and you know who knows what could possibly happen next episode but <laughs> um but yeah so i don't know what you know how do you feel about the ending how'd you feel about uh um just the yeah, whole I... revelation of xiao news bees
1: uh it's it's tough to say at this point. I mean, it is one of those things where when I got to the end of the last episode, I I, I didn't realize the episode was about to end. I wasn't really tracking the time; it kind of snuck up on me, and it's like, oh, it's over. It's so yeah. It's it's I don't know. It's it's one of those things where I kind of really need. I, I'm really not sure what is going to happen next. It's uh it's a very uh confusing point. I, cause I Hey, uh, if it is a message from Xiao Long, new I, I, I really, you know, I mean, obviously, there, you know, because the thing that's interesting is like the tablet could be true to some extent, like Zhao. Because I mean, when 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 Huang Rong made up this lie, she, I don't think she really knew exactly what the tablet really was about. So it could be easily be a case of Huang Rong taking a situation that was on the surface. True and making it into a lie just by okay. feeling the need to to expand on it. So I don't know. I don't know. It's it, it, it's it's complicated because uh, you know I'm just wondering if it was a case of wrong wrong having overthought the case and made it more complicated than it was. But well, who, knows? who knows? Yeah, it's
0: it's difficult to say. It might have been a situation that didn't necessitate a lie because she could she could have just literally said to him who knows why she said that, but clearly she's got some idea in mind and we should wait 16 years to see otherwise you might kill yourself. And then she returns and you're not here and then she kills herself. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, just, just as a matter of, uh, you know, uh, you know, sort of reducing the risk of bad things arising. But, (laughs) but again, I I don't know. I, I feel like because the day has already passed, it's sort of like, suggests that whatever whatever might have been true on the cliff uh you know would possibly not be but we'll see we'll see what happens um yeah
1: oh sure sure i i'm not i'm not saying that it necessarily is but it's just uh yeah i mean i don't know everything is is very uh very unclear to me at the moment
0: but yeah so we got we have two episodes left so you know, we'll probably have a. I'm guessing we're gonna have a fairly short episode uh, um, at the at the end of those two because I don't think there'll be as much ground to cover. Um, though, actually, another thing about it, there's a lot that happens in the book between then and now. So I'm uh, I'm, I'm wondering if it actually is 41 episodes or if uh, if um, if they just cram a bunch into the or if they cut out some stuff. But uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, and I, I could be, I, I think it's 41, but I, I could be wrong on the number. It, it but, should uh,
0: be. That's what it's supposed to be. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to figure well, it out after the podcast. Uh, to, yeah. To sure. And,
1: uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we might have more reflection on the series as a whole when we get to the end, either way. So it may not be a short episode after all, in any case. But, uh, but yeah, I it's, I mean, it definitely, uh, it's definitely doing a good job so far of kind of pulling things together at the end, though. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the... Uh, I, I really enjoy these episodes a lot.
0: How would you say this is different now that you've sort of experienced pretty much a full series? How is it different from watching, like, a movie based on similar type of source material? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's um, funny. I,
1: I, I took a look at the uh, the first Brave Archer movie uh, about a week ago, and it's just it's just like, amazing... How you know? It's like I enjoyed that movie when I watched it. Was my very first experience of anything relating to this story, and, and I still like the movie. It's fun, but uh, it's just like wow. There is they they are they are cutting so many corners everywhere, all over the place on this. Because you know, I mean, it, you know, I mean. Because a, a lot of the things that did, that seem kind of abrupt in the in those movies, you know, make a lot more sense when you're watching the show. Like, uh, you know, like how uh, you know Han Gong passes on leadership of the sect to Huang uh, Rong in the movies. It's like, well, this seems like they met once or twice, you yeah. know, whereas <laughs> whereas you know. Well, you know, the other series I'm watching and reading the book, it's just like, oh, well, you know, she trained with him for a while. They, they did form a, a real relationship there, you know, and it's. Uh, yes.
0: Yeah, things it's, have more time to develop. Like just there's like a natural time uh, thing going on, whereas in the movies, it's sort of like somebody turns and a big plot beat sort of has to happen in order to keep things going. And,
1: yeah.
0: and so, yeah, there's there's more time for like things to kind of just develop. In a more organic way,
1: yeah. And I mean, another another I think take into consideration too is that most of these movies that we that we've been watching, it's like they're usually like an hour and a half movie. They're not, you know, the typical now now movies tend to be like two and a half hours long or even three hours. And yeah. you've got all these real movies are a lot longer these days, at least American movies. And it's like a lot of these movies we've watched are. Brisk, quick movies. They don't. They don't have time for you know a lot of a, a lot of backstory and build up and letting things slowly evolve. But, but yeah, I, I mean it's 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 it is a different experience. I mean, like I said, I, 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 uh, I yeah, I think I I I'm really glad we've we've done this series. I, I've I've it's it's been very satisfying.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh... I, yeah, this is, I'll be interested to see how you feel when we get to the end of it. But um, I think yeah. it's, I think it's always eye opening to sort of the first time you see like a series like this. It just really kind of shows you like the the depth of the sort of sprawling plot lines that uh, that are that are raced through in a lot of the movies just out of necessity because the movies are they're, you know they're shorter and and they're trying to they're trying to be movies. They're not trying to be TV shows or books. So um, you know it's, it's yeah. a different experience. uh... Well,
1: yeah, I'm like the journey, the journey that uh, Yangao's taken from being some kid that, you know, (laughs) all the way up to being this, you know, uh, this profound level martial artist. It's like you couldn't you couldn't do that in a movie without just. Without without you know I mean without making it feel kind of cheap or like he's the yeah. chosen one and he just picked up all these powers quickly like in the Matrix or something but you know it's it's like you can't you can't have the real evolution of someone over thirty years developing all these powers it's like you can't do that in a movie the same way
0: though they do they if if you watch like a movie like Buddha's Palm kind of does that like um, yeah, I think, yeah. I, think I think also it's there, not
1: impossible but.
0: There's like more of an acceptance of that idea too in this stuff because it's such a common thing. Like um, the idea – I forget the terminology but it's kind of like being favored by heaven. Like there's a – you know, characters will – they'll kind of be like the one.
1: Um, That's what I'm saying. It's like in a movie you have to make someone the chosen one or something or like you say favored by heaven to uh, get that effect. It's like, oh, of course they learned – all this stuff in, like, one montage, you know, but, uh, but, you know, there's there's not, there's not, I mean, with both, both the heroes of both these series, it's like, you know, I mean, uh, Guo Jing, for example, it's like, he starts off as someone where his teachers are all like, this, man, we're stuck teaching this kid? Man, how did this, this, uh, we got the wrong end of the bet, but, uh, You know, so it's like he's he's far from being the chosen one. He has to he's someone that really has to be stubborn and earn his way through getting all his abilities.
0: Well, I think what you see with both, they both sort of embody different virtues, I guess you could say. But like what really enables them to become powerful is the fact that they 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 do adhere to these virtues. And that seems to Mm -hmm. be the thing that impresses people about them. So, so Guo Jing, for all of his simplicity, he's an honest sort of, you know, you know, uh, just person. And, and, you know, someone like Hong Qigong isn't worried about transmitting his Kung Fu to that type of individual, you know, or is he be a lot more nervous about passing on any of his, uh, knowledge to Yang Kang or someone a little (laughs) bit more shady. So, um, and, 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 and Yang Guo kind of, even though he's not, it's not the same. Like he's got, he's a little bit more unorthodox, a little bit more wild. uh, But it's like, it's his, it's his virtuous qualities that are winning people over and, and, and getting him to, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, allowing him to connect with these masters who, you know, a lot of times it's just like a simple demonstration of, of respect towards an elder or something that gets you the in for the ability. But,
1: a lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, with 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 Yang Gao too. I mean, you know, he got a lot of his big chi elevation from from uh, Huang Yoshi. So the fact yeah. that he's an unorthodox kind of wild person, it's like that that worked in his favor there because yeah. that's the guy the guy who gave him a lot of his power is, is totally fine with that.
0: <laughs> so, but um, but yeah, no, it's 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 definitely, and and that is a feature of these stories. If you if you read you know, like Smiling Proud Wanderer or um, what was the other one? The uh, um, uh, demigods and semi-devils. You get, you get these characters who sort of, you know, grow in power. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, so, so we'll, uh, we'll, I guess we'll be back on Wednesday to talk about the, the final episodes, unless we're way off on the number of episodes. I'm pretty sure it's 41, but we will have to double-check that. And I think this Friday, what movie are we doing? We're doing um, "Painted Skin" 2008. Is that our? Yeah, that's uh, the right. one. So, so for those who don't know, "Painted Skin" is a Pu Ling story. It's like a it's like an old tale in the Strange Tales from a Chinese Studio. I highly recommend people read it. It's available for free online. I'm sure the, there's like an old translation that you can get, or you can pick up like the Penguin edition. Or one of the other editions, uh, just make sure if you get another edition that it's one that actually has painted skin in it and and read painted skin It's definitely worth checking out and uh, we're gonna talk about a, a two thousand eight movie that was made based off that source material um, and 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 yeah so uh and this past Friday we had a uh, we, we had a, we had a little issue getting hmm. getting one of the movies, so we decided to do an overall discussion and it ended up being a uh, I guess you could say sort of like a debate over what were the top movies we have ever reviewed on the show. And yeah. we, we narrowed it down to six films Then we ultimately chose one, but we also discovered that we had reviewed something like 62 movies or something <laughs> ridiculous. Um,
1: yeah. For so, being a, for being an emergency uh, topic, I thought it was the podcast came out very well there. Yeah. yeah so I, it was an I, interesting discussion.
0: Yeah. I thought it was, I, I think we're going to do that from time to time. Now we decided because, mm-hmm. It, it it it's almost necessary for us because we see so many movies. In fact, I was having a conversation with Lady Chow from the uh, the other day on on Facebook where we were trying to sort of manage the list, and we were there were films where we couldn't remember if we had discussed them or not, <laughs> and, and 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 it all kind of boiled down to is this is this, is this keyword on this search of the podcast accurate? So.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, for my part, I mean, when I right before the podcast, I was going through my my Amazon watch list, and, like looking the movies and like, what have I watched? What have I watched? Like, there are movies I thoroughly enjoyed that I completely forgotten I'd watched. I'm like, oh yeah, there's that one. And I mean, just because yeah, we're we're watching so many, so yeah, having I agree, we've regularly got to do these ones where we kind of put everything in context. And, yeah, and just to get a stuff. sense
0: of what we've done, like. Cause, uh, and also it's complicated by the fact that I, you know, like a lot of these, we've are, we've seen the movies before, but we haven't necessarily reviewed them in a lot of cases. And so mm-hmm. that adds to the confusion. And I also do my late night movie reviews. So sometimes I'll review a movie in like a 15 minute podcast on my own, but we won't actually have a discussion of it. And usually those are still movies that I would consider fair game for for us talking about. And I even think going back to movies sometimes might be you know okay sure. on the discussion um but but yeah so so yeah the, the theme this month is like uh spirited beasts and ghosts so we're kind of doing like a uh supernatural theme and next month we'll see what the theme is going to be we still have to vote on that one and uh and yeah so so again you can check us out at the bedrock podcast and uh well if you're listening to this you know where we are um And, uh, and yeah, so, uh, but it's WUSHA weekend is the, is the program that we have where we do all those discussions and, and I guess we'll, we'll, uh, let you go. And until then, we will talk to you later.